Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in. Episode 4, Season 3 of the Portland Winterhawks Podcast. We're jumping right in this week. Uh, turning and burning. we got the player-led part of the episode coming up in a bit. I'll set that up for you. Uh, let's get right to it with the voice of the Portland Winterhawks, Nick Merrick. Fresh off of a feels-like-six-month-long road trip. <laughs> Finally home. Everybody's back. How we doing? How's everything going? It really does feel that long. I guess I can't <laughs> speak for myself. I had to bail a little early to help out with the fan back at home. But <laughs> the team's doing really good. Obviously, they're coming back to Portland on a great streak for... Four wins, one shootout loss, so points in five straight. And honestly, seeing all the chipper faces was kind of nice. But I thought about (laughs) it. They came back on a Saturday, the 11th of November, and they didn't have to skate on Saturday. They didn't have to skate on Sunday. And then Monday was more of just a meetings type of day, and they did some yoga or something like that. So I think they were kind of itching to get back on the ice after three (laughs) days off. So everything's really good. Team's positive spirits. And now looking ahead at the schedule, it's going to go by so fast because there are a million home games coming up in the next month. I mean, you pointed out it's kind of an interesting schedule the way it broke down. But before we get to that, we need to talk about is Nick Merrick the bad luck charm? I might be. Is getting you off the getting you off the road trip kind of got the road trip going a little bit I here? Might. We need an investigation on this, Nick. To be honest, I was <laughs> I walked and blocked him at the first time yeah. when the team was back. I think that was just a couple days ago. And I had my head kind of down like, oh, I better be quiet when I sneak in here, right? Because I was thinking somebody's going to be like, Nick, you're never allowed back in. Sorry, I don't make the rules until we lose again. But no, fortunately, they didn't do that. Uh, but honestly, though, Craig Craig Boschman filled in for me on the broadcast. He did a terrific job. I watched all the games just like you did tuning into the podcast today. Um, really, really good stuff from the Winterhawks. Like, so much promise from that group. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if, if we lose... Any game this weekend, I might have to be <laughs> superstition. <laughs> Call in sick. I'm just not going to come in that day. Honestly. I love it, dude. Well, it's great to see him playing good hockey. You mentioned the schedule and the way that it kind of breaks down. It's wild to have such a long trip where you're playing so many games and you're gone for so long, and then to kind of have this lull before you pick things back up again. But when you, when you look at the trip, I mean, I know you got a chance to watch the back end of it. Was there anything that you saw that changed? Was it just the idea of first first long road trip for some of these guys in a long time? Like, you know, the players on the last pod, I remember mentioning, like, hey, we haven't done one of these trips in three or four. It's been a long time. Right. So the guys who haven't been around for a while haven't been through this. Um, was it just kind of the newness of it? What did you see at the back end of the trip? I think you're right. I think the biggest thing there, especially with talking with Gabe Clausen, is, is he was kind of just saying the legs, like just trying to figure that out. And it's always that adjustment period of relearning it on the road. They have a really good routine. So like even when I saw them live the first three games of the trip when they went to Red Deer, Calgary, and Edmonton, they didn't seem different. But obviously the results just weren't coming. I, I think it does speak volumes, the fact that you have to take about – what, 14 to 16 hours in a bus to get out there? Yeah. Yes, they do it a few days before, right? So they have a chance to kind of shake it off, and they got some nice activities to kind of break the ice a little bit. But I think it just takes teams a while to do that. And it's not, you know, some teams can dominate. 
It's pretty rare, though. It's always hard to win on the road in the WHL. Everyone always says that regardless of where you are. But when you go on that longer trip, it does take a little while. So interesting enough, it's, you know, from the paper perspective, the fact that the team, quote-unquote, struggled to win against the bottom three teams in the division, (laughs) but then they beat the top three teams in the division, it's one of those, like, okay, well, at least they got the wins that really kind of mean something, too, and they come back with momentum. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to say they played down to their competition because they didn't and then played up. I think it was just circumstance that just took just a little happens. while to get going. Um, you know, the team looked a little bit better structured. They kind of were playing more of their game. They had chances in those first three games that, yeah. they, that they didn't win. Um, you know, you would have scored a breakaway here or there, maybe a different scenario, but they were close. They kept them... You know, they were, they were tight games. Um, I think the biggest thing was just the team's leaders kind of really showed on the box score. Clausen, Stefan, O'Brien, Canyoni, those guys were all over the box scores when, when I was watching too. And, and you noticed we saw that in the ice. So I think that confidence kind of came back. And it's one of those, when you get one win, you could usually get a couple. And that's exactly what we saw. So hopefully that just continues to snowball, especially now that we're going into the winter months. Right. We'll be able to see this really grow. It is, you know, hearing the players talk about the the idea of playing in some NHL barns, I know was a big deal for them. Yes. Having a game on TSN was a big deal. So just yes. kind of everything that encapsulates that trip. It seems like when you ended on such a high note, now you come back, you got a little positive momentum going. Yep. And, you know, Mike always talks about at the start of the year, I don't want to get too macro with you, but he always, you know, say, hey, give me 20, 25 games. Right. We'll see where we're at, right? You're not quite to 20, you're at 17. But number two in the West, Prince George is slightly ahead of you, but you got three games in hand. They got 20 games under their belt. You got 17. I think there's a two or three point difference there for top of the West. Um, It was such a great start, a little bit of low. Now you're hot again. You think Mike feels pretty good about where they're at? I would imagine so. so. I would say so. It's it's hard not to. I think there's been big big expectations for this team coming into the year, especially knowing the returners they were getting on this roster because – you know, Mike's probably looking at his depth chart and thinking, man, when's the last time I've been able to basically move all of my lines from one one season to the next? It, it's pretty rare. So uh, because of that, there was expectations to kind of succeed. And it, it's funny you bring that up, too. I know we'll probably get Mike to share his thoughts. We were talking maybe in the next one or yeah. two podcasts before the team goes on holiday break or maybe if it lines up right when they come back from holiday break because that's when I know he'll really have a good sense of this team. Um, but you're at the quarter point. The team's getting some big road wins. They had a nice what was it, eight-game heater, I think it was, earlier in the season in October and into November. Um, so that's positive to see. And then ultimately now it's just kind of how everything else aligns. And I think this team certainly has the personnel to do it. And I think one point you brought up too, I don't know if there's too much to say on this one, but I wonder if the playing back in front of families, playing in the NHL ranks, being on a TSN game, does that get to the heads of the guys? Like when I talk about it, they all knew they all knew it. But did that go too too deep? Where sure. it's like, oh, I gotta play good because I'm playing. Yeah. Connor McDavid skates like this is a cool hockey moment because it is, and you want to enjoy that too. I'm not saying necessarily that's the reason, but there there could be some factor. And I know if I was a player and I was playing in that situation, <laughs> right. I'd be shaking my boots a little bit. Like I'd <laughs> right. have more nerves than just a a game in medicine hat. <laughs> right. Um, just based on like the multitude of the arena that you're in, and also seeing the fan. Like it was crazy seeing the family on the road. By the way, this weekend is parents weekend, so for those attending the games, you'll probably see some Winterhawks family members in attendance. So go say go say hello. They they always love hearing from the fans. Um but I think I think there's you know something speaks to seeing family on the road because there's been like BC trips, right? And you'll see two or three four families come up. It's expected. They're kind of used to it. But when you make a trip to Alberta or you made a trip last year to Manitoba and you start seeing the different families who could finally actually attend games where they're only an hour drive away. Right, you right. You look around, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm 
like literally parting the seas through five <laughs> families to get through to the press box and downstairs in a great way, right? Like it's awesome to see that, but it's funny because you're like, holy smokes, there is so much family support on the road. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's just kind of nice that you get that trip knocked out early. The one bonus we have now, and I know this is one that my wife loves too, uh, there's no long road trip again until mid-January. Which is wild the way the schedule broke down that way. You got to love so that, right? Wild. You got the long one early, and now you got a nice little gap here. 100%. Like, you, you still have, yes, you have a couple road games, right? Like, I'm looking at the calendar currently. You have a game in Everett right after Thanksgiving. You have a game in Wenatchee that start December. You have a game in Everett. You have a game in Spokane. And then you're off for holiday break. So it's like, those are easy U.S. division trips. You don't have to cross the border again until the (laughs) new year. So I think that should speak volumes now to the team can kind of really set the tone. A lot of home games to build momentum off of. This team plays phenomenally at the VMC. Um, So I I don't want to say there's expectations anymore because there really isn't. But now it's like, okay, now those expectations and all the things that could have gotten in your head are kind of gone. Now it's like, now you're at home, you have your routines, you have your own ice schedule, you don't have to worry about traveling, you're playing at the VMC, you're practicing at the VMC, just have fun, get it done, and hopefully right. you fill the net a lot. You're back to your normal routine where it's just day in and day out. You know, you mentioned the NHL barns maybe bringing some pressure, TSM broadcast. I think you can get that with family being there too. Like no you, got, you know, you look up and you got 20 family members sitting in the stands. You want to perform for them. There's a lot of distractions that are going on. So I, I know you mentioned parents weekend this weekend, so you could have family in town, but it's a little yes. bit different when they're visiting you. Agreed. And you're not back in your, you know, where you grew up and, you know, you know the neighborhoods and the streets and friends are, chat, you know, right. shouting you out and all that kind of stuff. Let, let's get to, I know we got some big games coming up because the Teddy Bear Toss game is right around the corner. Tickets are running out. I This this time of year, I feel like the next month for the Winterhawks is just like a, like you're just going to wake up and be like, oh, okay, it's holiday break time. Like I'm seeing like shop with the Hawks going on. Teddy Bear Toss is around the corner. There's promo night after promo night. So what do people need to know about the next couple of weeks? It, it fills up. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm exactly with you there too. We're going quick here. From our staff, we pretty much don't breathe. We just no. react and go. We'll see you at uh, Christmas time, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and there's so many games too. Like we're even thinking it's nice to only have two home games this weekend. It kind of worked out well then for family weekend. They get the Saturdays to kind of have a nice function with the family. That's perfect. And then you have four games and five nights over Thanksgiving, which I think is always a test because that's a lot of hockey. You got to take care of your body. Plus, you want to eat some turkey and gravy and stuffing, so you got to be careful on that. That's right. I know the guys are fine. They, they could probably burn, what, 5,000 calories yeah. a day, it seems like? No, not much tryptophan. On, you just take, no. you know, take a little easy on the turkey. I'll You'll be okay. Yeah. I'll come and sleep. <laughs> we'll pick they, up the slack. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be the ones ready to go. Um, no, but the, it's it's true because the, the promo nights coming up are unbelievable. We have Hometown Heroes Night and Friday. Get to recognize a lot of different people in the community. Um, there's big things already lined up with that in terms of the, the guests they were able to bring in and just kind of, it's a way or it's a little bit of a community game is the best way for fans to think of it. So maybe not as much per se for the casual listener to this one um, for it, but but obviously it's going to be great to see all those heroes in, police, firefighters, teachers, nurses, doctors, educators, like you name it. There's yeah. so many who are going to be here that we've been able to invite, which is terrific. Hawks fight hunger game. Everyone does a great job of, of helping raise funds there for the Oregon Food Bank with our friends at Fred Meyer. So that's on Sunday. Then you have the big Thanksgiving week. You have your neon night, which is a newly added promo night next Saturday. Um, you have some division games. You have some games against BC. You welcome a team from the East. Lots going on. And then December, I know we'll talk about the next podcast because by then we'll hit it. Uh, it'll be after Thanksgiving for the next podcast. Yep. But then you have Toy Drive, Teddy Bear Toss, the team loves Holiday Sweater Night, which is a brand new design. Very good looking <laughs> one, too. I saw sneak peeks of it in the summer. Ooh, love, dirty tees. Love that one. It's okay. going to be really good. I think the fans are going to 
very much enjoy that holiday sweater again. <laughs> it's very similar to one they did last year, but enough change that that's what I'm saying. Like, fans will love it because I know they love last year's design. Um, and then, obviously, the Shop of the Hawk. Like, I know a lot of people maybe miss these types of things, but I just want to give credit to the Booster Club for raising the funds to do this Shop of the Hawk events. Um, for those that maybe don't know what it is, we just took this week. The players have their practice. They leave practice. They went to a local Fred Meyer, and the Booster Club worked with the Sunshine Division to help pair up with an elementary school. That elementary school brought 25 kids. We brought our 23 players. Everyone got $150 of a Fred Meyer credit that the Booster Club raised, and they all went shopping. They That's took the kids, so cool. They took the kids' shopping list. They said, do you want action figures, dolls, toys, games, Pokemon cards, electronics, coats, mittens, shoes, whatever. Like They loaded up. They got the shop with it. Fred Meyer gave a great discount. There's all the, I think the Black Friday sales even started in their store. Oh, too. yeah. So you see all of the coupons listed. So it's like, yeah, that's normally 20 bucks. It's nine bucks today. <laughs> like, perfect. So they're loading up these carts. They're going through and paying for it. It's just such a really, really cool event. The players get to then shop with one player, and they, they're carrying three bags, and one goes through, and they're, they ring it up on the register. It's $110. Okay, we got 40 bucks. Let's go back for more. <laughs> it is like my favorite community event of the year. They do such a great job, and it, it, it can't be overstated how appreciative we are for the Booster Club for raising that. I know the players love it as well. Like It's got to be one of their favorite. I know I've talked to a few. I can't speak for all of them, but if that's not their favorite, they're, they're crazy. You get to play Santa Claus in front it's of a kid so that needs cool. it, man. It's, it's so awesome. Nice. And the parents so appreciative when they get to pick up their, yeah. their, their kids from, from that event. Um, so just very well done. Appreciate the help, too, with Fred Meyer. That just happened, obviously. I think the news outlets were all there, too. So you could probably pick up a, a story on the Hawks page and check out your local um, TV stations here in Portland to, to see a nice feature. But that's always uh, – that event kind of kicks off the holiday season that you were speaking of, Andy. I love it, dude. It was – if you don't follow the Hawks on socials, you should because you get great content, behind-the-scenes stuff. But some of the pictures that come out of that every year, I just crack up. Like seeing a giant defenseman yes. walking behind like a four year old girl in the Barbie <laughs> aisle, right? Like going over which bar. It's just, it's, you cannot top that. One of our staff members, Alyssa, she had, she helped head this one because she's our coordinator of our community side. And she was getting so many messages from the players being like, there's eyeshadow and they need mascara. Like I, I'm lost. <laughs> I am so lost. Please, for the love of God, help me. Can you me. come down here and, and help Alyssa's me? Alyssa's yeah. like the hero. Just yeah. like, I'll find you. I'll, I'll meet you in the makeup <laughs> aisle. I'm the same boat. I'm like, if I ever have to make those runs, you probably are too I got no I'm clue, just like, man. Just give yeah. me a list and send me a picture. Yeah. I, need, <laughs> I need a specific a label. Yes. Give me the number on the barcode, please, and then I'll know and I'll make sure I get the right thing, dude. I probably, if that I walk so around good. in an Ulta or a Sephora, which I've done, but I probably yes. just look like absolutely lost with a red light going over my head like wee woo wee woo somebody please help me aisle two needs help Nick's looking for stuff I don't know what I'm looking for I don't know where I'm at I'm confused oh god so go look at you mentioned it'll be all over the news check out the socials it's great I love that you guys do that every year and shout out to everybody for making that happen man It's it's a great way to start the holiday season let's get to something we've talked about a lot with this team I think it's showing itself at this point in the year what are we 17 games in give or take You got four guys with double-digit goals. Yep. 17 games into the season. The obvious ones, like you knew Gabe was going to have a big year. We knew James, obviously, has been a great goal scorer. Uh, Butazoni has really stepped up his game to that next level. And then Davies, a guy that we've talked about, has been a – he is fit. By the way, I will add on Josh Davies, 
See, it's always funny to me when I get around hockey players. Like, Marcus Nguyen is a great example of this. You see him without a jersey and skates and everything on. You're like, dude, this guy played, like, what? <laughs> you see him, it's just like, how is that? And then you watch him, he's, like, running dudes into the boards. Like, how? You're so tiny. And then you get around Josh Davies, and you're like, oh, okay, that guy hits the gym a lot. He is, that dude's big, man. He is well, he, he is well put together. But the depth scoring, again, it feels like the calling card every year with Mike's team, but here we go again. Like, pick your poison. Who's going to score every night? No, it's very true. I mean, obviously, the team has easily three scoring lines, and then their fourth line is a very good change of pace yeah. line. And now they're getting some younger guys in that mix as well, so it's a good blend. Um, I think you nailed it. Like, if I went through those four quickly... I think James and Gabe are doing exactly what they should be doing, pretty much expected. I think the fact that they're on pace for, you know, potentially close to 100-point seasons, very good early on, just to show, like, okay, check, like, job done. And they're getting it done on the penalty kill, which I I talked to Gabe about that. I'm like, how do you guys get open so much? Like, it's unbelievable how many two-on-one rushes you have while we're skating on the penalty kill. (laughs) Right. It's crazy. Shorthanded opportunities, it feels like, in every game. Yes, and they're they're just saying, you know, we always look for it. Like, if we're going to get the space, we're going to go because we (laughs) want to be a fast team. Case in point, proven. Butazoni couldn't agree more. He's one that I always said last year. The guy I always referred to him as Newkirk. I said he is going to be that Newkirk role. What did Newkirk do in the first year? I think it was my first year actually with the Winterhawks. Newkirk was going into his second season, and he was like, he's like, Nick, I just couldn't score last year. And I think he had four goals. I think he joked because he had like four goals, two goals, but like eight assists. So he had like barely double-digit points. And then all of a sudden he put up like 25 goals. And I'm like, that's going to be Butazoni this year, if not more. And what is he doing? (laughs) Already had double-digit goals a quarter into the season. So right. In theory, he could get close to 40 during his draft-eligible year, and I think he's going to be there. Like, him him and James Stefan are the two true shooters this team yeah. has. They both have NHL shots, and that shouldn't be said lightly because not everybody has that, but they're really good, and they put the work in on it. So, good for them. Obviously, Budazoni knew this is kind of a big year. It's his draft year. He's getting the recognition, and I'm still saying it. I don't know if it's bold. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. If he's if he's a C-rated prospect, I think they gave him. Did they give him B or C? I already forgot what the letter. I think was. it was a C. Yeah, I think it was a C as well. And I think Josh and Spoonar were were putting the extras to watch. Um, which then, okay, so a C-grade from them is either a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. Yeah, I'm not shocked if Budazoni goes in round two. No. No chance. Or better. Like, I think he's going to keep, his game's going to keep going off, and I think scouts will absorb it more when they see him this season in person. Felt like we did that with Luca last year to a certain extent. Coming into the year, you're like, wait, why isn't this guy ranked? And you watch him, and you're like, I don't understand the grade on this. Yes. And by the end of the year, it corrected itself. And I don't want to blow smoke on it. Like, I don't want to just throw this out and be like, oh, that's just a Nick random take. Look at Seth Jarvis. He was a player who everybody knew was going to be good. He started on the C rating from players to watch. Then he became a B rated skater. Then he became an A rated <laughs> yeah, yeah, skater, right. 13th overall. Right. He just had the steady climb. Like I don't know if Butterzoni's going to go all the way up to being a, a teen pick sure. in the first round, but I think he's going to go a lot higher than the rankings have him now. And I hope the players aren't listening to this and they can ignore this talk because if they just play their game, the scouts are going to see it, especially when you get, what, another 40 games this year. Um, so good on Budazoni. That's my bold pick here for the podcast. I love it. And Davies was a player. I knew the scouts when they when they made that trade. They hated losing Ryan McCleary. Nobody likes trading players. But they looked at Davies and they go, this is a perfect player in our system. They go, he's probably going to have 100 pims, but we honestly kind of need that. We need that grit in <laughs> yes, the lineup. Yes. I agree. You agreed. Like, you know, this is what we, we'd always talk about. Like, we just need that extra, like, chip. And he's kind of that chip on the shoulder. But what went understated, everyone always looks at the penalty minutes and fights and misconduct, whatever. Who cares? As long as the player can play and fit the system, he's a yes. good kid, which he's all three of those. We were like, this guy could score 40 goals in Portland. 
hello, he's already at 10 or 11, whatever it is now. Like, check that off as well. Although, to be fair, he scored, like, all of them with me not being there. So <laughs> You're, again, the bad luck maybe, charm for Davies, you know. Maybe yeah. podcast booth if, he, if he's not scoring anymore. But he's the guy that you kind of – I mean, when you circle, I, I always think about that when you're coming in to play Portland – what, what are the things you try and focus on? What are the things you try and take away? Right. What are the lines you try and stop? And he's like that forgotten guy of like, oh, I agree. that's right. He's there and he can kill you on any given night. I agree. Well, because he's, he's always known in the league, I think, is just like that big physical presence, good offensively. Yeah. But like he's more of just kind of that bruiser and like the change of pace kind of player. Like he's not going to be sniping you from, you know, 20 feet out. No, you talk about the shot of Budazoni yes. to Davies, a little bit different. They're different players. He's yeah. so unmatched with his hands. Like his hands in front of the net are very. Jake Grecious esque Robbie from Delorme last year esque like he could finish in front. He's got a lot of tips. A lot of the goals have been tips. Yeah, but that's just shows the doing the good work and they count the same. A big, goal's a goal. <laughs> we're using that big frame you were just talking about yeah. to get in front. Exactly. Like he's he's playing the perfect game and he's kind of that piece that we don't have. Like it's one of those where when you look at the Portland roster, you can kind of say, ah, there's seven players from Portland that all kind of play the same way and I know Mike every once in a while we'll, we'll we'll kind of tease that with the with the scouts and say like okay we got a lot of great Portland players but like <laughs> sometimes you need to like I appreciate you for following the the script and like this is a Portland player that I want to a T but like you yeah. need somebody who's a little different right 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 so that's kind of when Davies inserts himself then all of a sudden it's like oh well that's a cool new piece we could use let's <laughs> let's put him in this role in this role and then you kind of complement the pieces together so those four in particular glad you highlighted it I just jibber jabbed on it for like eight <laughs> minutes it felt like but Honestly, we can go down the line. There's so many players that have been stepping up their game. I think the team defensively has been so impressive. Jan Spoonar has been off to an unbelievable start. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's different defensemen, too, stepping up each night. Like, some days I'm like, oh, my gosh, Canyoni's just unbelievable. Then I'm like, Josh Morey, have a night, kid. Like, you are on your game. Yeah. So it's really good to see that it's kind of like that by-committee approach, and you don't need one superstar to kind of save you. Um, to be fair, the Stars did save the Hawks the second half of that road trip. But a you know, grand scheme of things, especially when they start playing at home, you don't always need to see one guy. Like the Winterhawks are only going to win if Gabe Clawson scores four points. Sure. Like, that's not the case. You've had that in years past where you got, you know, Cody Glass type teams where you're like, you're yes. so reliant on one guy. Yes. And then you're always fearful. What if he gets hurt? What happens? Where's the rest of the point production going to come yep. from? You just don't have that right now. And usually your, your depth pieces will play better at home in all sports than they will on the road. But you um, play the right matchups. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. Back, look back to Cody Glass here. He got injured. Team lost in five games to Spokane. It out. happened quick because there's just not a lot of hope left because you, so you look at that guy in the locker room and you're like, we need him without him. Correct. I think you lose a lot of confidence even when he goes down, whether you have the talent or not. Correct. Uh, who was who the, the guy who always got, was it McNelly in Seattle? That was always the pest. Yes. See, it's like, that's why the way I look at Davies, except he has an offensive game too. Yep. It's like you have the ability to be that bruiser. I'll get in the fight. Like, I'm, I'll stick up for my teammates. But, oh, by the way, here's 11 goals in 17 games. Right. Like, it's perfect. Right. Like, that's the exact combination you need. Um, so, we had a break. We got a couple of games going on this weekend. What do we, we got Prince Albert coming to town and Everett coming to town? That's right. Yep, those okay. two teams coming this weekend. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be a very good one to welcome first because, you know, we, we just went out east and the team played all the teams in the Central Division. Now they welcome a team from the East Division in. So it's almost like, all right, you just stay in that same mindset and just keep it going. You have new film. Right. You don't know this team. They have a lot of top-end NHL talent, too. I think Ryder Ritchie is very, very likely going to be a first-round pick. He did get one of those A ratings in terms of the scouts for, for people who care about those things, which good for him. He's a terrific, terrific player. He won the Rookie of the League last year. Um, and he was, if I remember right, he was very good too when the team was at Art Hauser Center last season. 
So they have some good pieces. Like, that's one that you can't overlook. I honestly still need to dive into them in terms of my notes to, to learn more and see who's kind of the pieces there. That's a tough part where you don't see teams like I Seattle, know. you know, Everett, you know, Spokane, like the back of your right. hand. Then you're, okay, game. here's a Prince Albert. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. all right. <laughs> Which is great. Well, I was even doing the same thing. Like, their, their PR people and their broadcaster, actually, their broadcaster's new this year. Um, but Kyle, who's been doing kind of their social media role, he sent me a message. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's coming to town. Like, you know, it's just a good chance for even us to reconnect. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's cool because you only have email communications with all the teams. But then that one game a year, you get to at least talk and, and see him face-to-face. And I think the players enjoy that as well. I know Gabe Clausen and Rhett Ravendahl have gotten some interviews because they're, they're local from, um, you know, from that region. So that's cool. it's cool to kind of have different opponents, too, that aren't always Seattle's every night. Although, yes, you and I love the Seattle games. It's good to get a different variety. Yeah, the rivalry games are always great. I love it. So a big weekend coming up. Make sure, what, we got about 1,000 seats left for Teddy Bear Toss, early tease on that? Yes, good point. If you're still tuning in, you're obviously a dedicated fan. <laughs> you better make sure you get your tickets right now because yeah. there are literally less than 1,000 tickets available for Teddy Bear Toss, and we're just under a month away, right? So it's get almost them, here. Get them fast. Like they, they fill up so quickly. I love that. I love the support. I hope everyone brings two or three Teddy Bears. I always do. I know Andy does when he's in here. We That's got right. a TV game, I think, too. It's a TV game. I know. So you will be, bring three teddy bears. I'll bring it. my bears. Right, I'm ready. Good. I'm going to get pelted in the back of the head. It's the best broadcast of the year. <laughs> and then there's like that 20-minute awkward fill-in time. You're just watching the Zamboni drive around the trucks, fill, you know, picking up the teddy bears. It's great, dude. I love it. Um, all right, so we're turning and burning on this episode. I will let you tease this. So we have a player-led portion coming up. We do. Next. So who are the, who are we who do we got what are the what do the fans have to list, look uh, right. forward to with the three players who are on this podcast today? I clean the pipes, put my fake my fake tease voice on. Coming up next, that's, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> Stay tuned after the break for Luke Shelter, Marcus Newen, and Jan Spunar talk all about the team's East trip and more. That's well, that was terrible, but we'll take it. That's perfect. Uh, welcome to the Portland Winter Hawks podcast. Today I am Luke Shelter hosting the podcast. I'm with Marcus Newen and Jan Spunar. Uh, so. We just got back from a three-week road trip. I'm just going to ask you guys a few questions about that. Uh, so, obviously, we played in some NHL arenas. Booney, did you have a favorite rink? Yeah, yeah. that mountain was pretty cool. We lost, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Play there. I think my favorite was the Edmonton rink. Uh, it was just a big <laughs> complex. So many rinks. So cool to see that and be in the same places. Guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. It was amazing. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Uh, so, Marcus, we went to your hometown, Calgary. I know you were fired up on the bus. Yeah. Everybody else was fired up for you. Any thoughts on that? Any Anything you want to say? Uh, no. It was, I mean, it was just pretty cool. Uh, just cool experience kind of playing in the Saddle Dome and stuff. And finally playing the Hitman. Like, kind of grew up watching those guys and the Flames and, you know, both those teams at the Saddle Dome. So it was pretty cool playing in front of all my family and friends and uh, – uh, unfortunately, we we lost, but uh, it, it was a cool experience and uh, definitely, like, really hyped up, so it was fun. Uh, what did you get to do on your off day? I just went home, hung out with family, had dinner at home, so it was, it was just nice kind of just put uh, hockey to the side, relax for a bit, and then kind of regroup. Yeah, I definitely. I got to hang out with my cousin as well, so that was really needed on that road. Yeah, trip. no, it was nice. super nice. So uh, later in the trip, we eventually went to Sun Peaks Ski Resort. Yeah. Uh, throw it to Spoonie. What? Any thoughts on Sun Peaks? Yeah, it was pretty nice village or what was it? Like <laughs> ski center. Yeah. Uh, but I was worried of bears. So bears. <laughs> ah. So I didn't spend a lot of time Other outside. Than a great headline. <laughs> Jan Spinar, 
Goalie eaten by bear. That would have been a great headline, but no, it didn't happen. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so we also went to Canmore. Uh, we worked out, did the rowing machine. We yeah. did uh, 2,000 meters as fast as you can. Yeah, it was deadly. That was that was really hard. Um, you want to talk about what happens on the bus? Anything anything fun <laughs> happened on the bus, Marcus? Um, Back of the bus? Back of the bus. A lot of things that can't be said on here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just a lot of card games, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, try to keep active somehow mm-hmm. when you're sitting down all day, so... Uh, nothing too serious. <laughs> I saw you brought the Xbox back there. Yeah, a couple of the guys had the Xbox set up. Played uh, NHL on their MLB. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty fun. Kind of just waste time a bit. Um, Dave Ramsey as well. Read that book a lot. <laughs> a lot of boys yeah. were doing their homework. Got to get into Dave Ramsey. Yeah, so it was, it was good. Um, did you, do you think you were up or down money-wise in the back of the bus there? Uh, I was down. Really down? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever down. been up. No, never. I was down a lot, actually. Three weeks, I can never battle my way. Yeah, way too much. Nope. Spoonie, do you ever go to the back of the bus and gamble or no? No, I'm not gambling. You're just you're just a good guy? Yeah, I'm a good guy. Stuff? Yeah. What do you do on the bus? Uh, you talk Czech a lot. Yeah, we talk a ch- uh, Czech with Marek a lot. <laughs> good uh, Marek. Play games on my laptop <laughs> with Marek. And what, what, g- what games do you play? Like League of Legends or like tower defense games. Fortnite? No, no, it's just like TD Balloons. It's just like, I don't know how. You've never played TD Balloons? What? You've never played that game? I've played it. Oh, yeah. I was saying, what? It's a good game. What rank, uh, what rank are you on League of Legends? Oh, now? I'm, I'm expanding my uh, account now in the US. So uh, I'm not ranked. Oh. Okay. Now, so. <laughs> But yeah. when I was in Czech, I was like almost diamond. Wow, cool. I don't know what that means. Uh, is that like where does that rank? How high is that? Uh, like third highest rank. Wow, that's cool. pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. So you, you play ranked Fortnite, right? Yeah, I play Fortnite with a couple of boys. Uh, <laughs> do you get up there, or how far do you get up there in the rankings? Uh, I'm not that high. Okay. okay. You can ask your Remco. <laughs> it's kind of a sweat. Yeah, we'll have to get Re- your Remco on this. Uh, so Thanksgiving's coming up. Probably some of the fans have questions. What do you guys do for Thanksgiving? Because that's kind of an American holiday. So what do, what do Canadians do? You guys have Thanksgiving, but it's yeah, a uh, time. I think Canadians do the same. I mean, we eat turkey, gather around the table. Is it the same day? No, it's different days. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving was before, like a couple of months back. Yeah. Or a month back. Yeah. So just do the checks? No, we don't have Thanksgiving. You don't have anything around that time, November? Nothing? Uh, I don't think so. It doesn't really apply to you guys, I assume. <laughs> so Halloween, did you guys do anything for Halloween or just play hockey? Yeah, we, I mean, we were, where were we? Calgary? Yeah. For Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, so didn't really get to do much. Didn't get to go trick-or-treating or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it was just nice hanging out with the, the team the whole trip, so it was fun. Yeah. So we just did the shop with a hawk yesterday. Um, any moments or thoughts on that? A lot of Barbies being bought, mm-hmm. um, a lot of toys, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Spoon? Oh, we bought lots of clothes. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, we bought a Nerf gun, some <laughs> basketballs. I didn't know they were so expensive at forty five dollars for a basketball. Which was insane. Fred Myers needed to get that price down. But that's crazy. Um crazy. We eventually get around to it and yeah, we spent probably two hundred bucks with a thirty percent tip. Yeah. Which was great for these kids. Yeah, it was good. We needed the money. Uh, needed the gifts. Spent every nickel. Yeah. I got zero dollars and zero cents left, which is very impressive, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Um so parents weekend is coming up. You guys excited for that? I am, yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Is your are your parents coming in? Uh, yeah, just my mom. Uh, my dad has to stay home, but my mom's coming in, so it'll be good to see her. Exciting. What about you, Spoon? Uh, my parents coming later, later in the year. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys gonna do anything with your parents, or, or like, I mean, your parents aren't, but probably just go for uh, meals and stuff like dinner after yeah a game or something, and then um, on our off day, I think go shopping with my mom. So that'll be pretty fun. <laughs> I, my dad's coming in. Yeah, he might be able to bring some of my siblings, and I don't know this might be funny, but I kind of want to do an escape room with them. <laughs> so you know, Schultz loves escape room. I do love an escape room. So <laughs> if they're coming and there's a lot n- enough people, we might be doing an escape room. Yeah, we got. I can guarantee you, I'm doing an escape room over Christmas with my family. So yeah, I'm planning to escape that. Do well on that. What's your uh, percentage of uh, escaping room? <laughs> I've probably done upwards of 30 escape rooms, and I cannot tell you my percentage, to be honest. I've done... You're, are you 100? No. No. Uh, no, because sometimes I'll just do it with two people. Yeah. And they're designed for way more, and it's just... It's a battle. No, I bet. But I have a good time. It's fun with two people sometimes. But I've only done it once in my life. How did you do? We uh, didn't escape, actually. What was the theme? Uh, it was like a horror one. Actually, yeah, was it, a it was live like actor uh, or stuff. Or? It was like, in a, what was it? Was it like a live da- live actor? Or no, just a horror. It was just like a horror uh, in a lab. We're trying to escape out of like a nursing hospital ish mm-hmm. thing. That's sick. But uh, yeah, it was pretty hard. Dang, was it in Portland or where was it? No, it was back home, Calgary. Okay, yeah, yeah. When I was in Calgary over the summer, I did one. Oh really? And that was actually the best one I've ever done. Yeah, it was funny. You've ever done an escape room? Yeah. No, no, yet. No? <laughs> no? You don't got them in check? They don't have them in check or no? Yeah, there is a couple, but... I feel like... Yeah. I'm not a big fan of... Really? <laughs> scary things. It's not scary, it's fun. Sometimes it is. Uh, yeah. So what do you guys do uh, on your off days back home? We're back in, Cal- in Portland now. Off days usually get a sleep in, so it's pretty nice because we... Uh, don't really get to do that often. Um, just kind of hanging out with the guys we live with or, like, getting together with some guys who either, like, go to a movie or get active. Um, you go to the mall. Like, last off day, me and uh, me, Gabe went to the mall. We uh, just shopped around for some stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty laid back. Nothing nothing yeah. too serious. Yeah. So, Spoonie, what do you do? Like, resting. Resting. Playing league. <laughs> uh, then, like, spend some time with Guys, uh, yeah. it's everything. I feel like I d- haven't seen you on an off day. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta get you going somewhere. Do an <laughs> yeah. escape room together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I personally just hang out with the guys, and I'll go to the mall, I'll go eat, I'll watch a movie, I'll 
go to Sports Villa, go to church if it's a Sunday. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll go to college football games sometimes. So, yeah, it'll be kind of just a normal guy on off days, but it's a very restful day for me for sure. Nice. Um, so we have Teddy Bear Toss coming up. Yep. There's uh, apparently less than a thousand tickets, according to Nick Merrick, our media guy. So he wanted to let me know, or let me know to let you guys know that you guys should get a ticket soon. Get a ticket. Uh, so Marcus, who do you think is going to score the Teddy Bear Toss goal? Um, this year, I think uh, there's a couple guys in mind. Um, I think Ryder Thompson. Guy deserves it. Lola toe drag release top mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. Look at the crowd. Yeah, I think Ryder Thompson. I could see that happening, <laughs> no doubt. Spoonie, do you think do you have any thoughts on that? Who do you think is going to score? It will be me or <laughs> Mori. Really? Yeah, I know that. Spoonie's going to score. <laughs> Mori could definitely show up in that game for sure and score a goal. What do you think, Schilt? I think I think Tyson Uremko might might. Pot a goal in the teddy bear toss for the first first goal. goal. Yeah, that'd be that'd, that'd be, be electric goal. That'd be sick. First probably goal. go down on two knees and do the heartbreaker. Throw a teddy bear up, bite it. It'd be a crazy celebration. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all the questions I have for you guys today. Um. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the Portland Winterhawks podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this and uh, like. Thank you. Thank you. Came from his office, said, son, can I help you? Looked at him and said, yes, you can. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yes, I do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.